Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Real Education, the, the Musical. <laughs> and I am one of your hosts, Wendy, joined by my two colleagues in everything Jazz Handia. <laughs> jazz Handia. <laughs> That's going to be the name Vinny. of our nation when we when we like <laughs> yeah. succeed. We're just going to be like Jazz Handia. <laughs> jazz Handia. Like, <laughs> and seriously, hands. the the citizenship requirements. <laughs> Guys, just jazz guys. hands. Ja- maybe some jazz squares too. <laughs> I feel like definitely a kickball change might be on the table. You have to have some sweet uh, shoulder, shoulder moves too. <laughs> some yeah, shoulders. I was like, you're gonna have to tell me what all of those things are, but I can do the shoulders. <laughs> okay, are you guys gonna introduce yourselves? Well, I oh, I did, and then we got sidelined by Jazzlandia. I'm Vinny, as always. I'm Mike, and it's Jazz Handia. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh snap. Uh, also, before we even start, I want to say that I would be fine if we just sat down and did another hour on Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all I've listened to for, like, the last week has just been good. that on One repeat. of my it's favorite amazing. things that is happening, like, I love watching movies with Vinny, but Mike gets obsessed, and then he comes back, he's like, that was amazing, and it's always so great to share anything with somebody who just loves it. It just, it makes me love it all the more and yay so yeah, i was very glad to, to be able to share that with you i'd forgotten how good it was because it had been so long and well and uh, i just went to watch a shitload of videos of paul yeah. williams because he's like a weird little man and, like but he, he's awesome like smoking the bandit like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. how i imprinted on him as a child because smoking the bandit was on the movie channel and that's all i watched one summer when you know I was unattended and seven years old, like you are in the seventies. Yeah. Also watched him at the Grammys in twenty fourteen, I think, where he like accepted an award with uh, Daft Punk. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I like, oh, this all we talked about this. This makes sense. Awesome. So, um, but we're actually not here to talk <laughs> about that today. <laughs> <laughs> as much mean? as I sidetracked us from the get go, I came home and Chris was like, "What did you guys watch?" And I said, "Phantom of the Paradise," and he's like, "Ooh." And I'm like, no, you're forgetting it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, how dare dare he? Because when you get away from it a little bit, all you remember is sort of the camp cheesiness of it. And it's weird. And And it's weird and it's odd. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, but then you watch, you're like, no, this is legit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you're willing to go with it, if you would give it half a chance and just commit to it, And just buy into the weird shit that's going on. Yeah. (laughs) Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you're right, that isn't what, no, we're going to do, like, I don't know if there's even, like, more of a 180 from a 180, like, we're going to, we're going to do, like, a couple of turns and, like, I don't know, like, there's no place like home, we're going to really pivot away from Phantom of the Opera, and tonight we're going to watch The Music Man, because... Naturally. Because neither of us, neither like, any of I have seen it. I yeah. can't even... Bah. We were deciding after we recorded last week. We were deciding uh, what we were. When we have like a list of things we want to go through, and we were talking about what we want to um, what we want to watch this week. I was like, well, I have kind of been wanting to see the Music Man because I've never, and I didn't even finish the sentence. And Wendy's like, you've never seen the Music Man? Which, let's be honest, we should put that on a T-shirt for how yeah. often I say, you've never seen, or even better, and on the back it can say, say you know him, <laughs> you know yeah. him, because Robert Preston, you know him, like right. the lead of this movie. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see him and go, oh, I know him, because you know him. And if you don't, I'm going to be like, how? What? <laughs> now I'm confused because, but we'll get into 
seriously, if you guys don't know him, then you haven't been watching the movies I assume you've been watching. And <laughs> I don't even, which might be the case. We'll, we'll, we'll find which, out. Which, you know, I don't want to shame you, but some of those, would, I'd be very like, what? Hmm, um, <laughs> alternate universe, possible aliens, we need more data. Uh, so, uh, Maybe all of the above. So what do you know about the Music Man? Well, all I know is... <laughs> that was great. Like, that was comedy. <laughs> <We> look- <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm, I may know a little more, so I was gonna, I'll was let you go well, first. Well, like, yeah, literally all I know is 76 trombones and now Robert Preston, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Then him, okay. which I just learned. What do you know about 76 trombones? Like, do you know the song or do you just... I mean, I've heard, like, I know it in the sense, like, I couldn't recite it for you or anything or like, but I mean, I, you know... If you heard it, you'd be like, oh, I know that song. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, I know the song. I mean, I played trombone in high school and so I, that's really the, where I, where I learned it. Have so we that, talked about that before? I think so. Maybe? Okay. Because I played trombone in high school too, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know if I... Mm, <laughs> actually, guys, actually, that really changes things. I played trombone in middle school and... Like, when he just the shuts the computer, like, you guys need year. to go home. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, trombone. I'm sorry, we're done. This project ooh, is over. Probably should have started there. <laughs> um, no, I, I know very little about it. Like, I feel like it's one of those that I will recognize much more of as I watch it. I just somehow missed it in my... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a classic. There, yeah. there should be many moments where you're like, oh... That's where that's from. I know it's the uh, the basic premise, I guess, from what I've absorbed uh, through <laughs> cultural osmosis, is basically that he's like some sort of con artist, flim flam man kind of guy that comes to town and is posing as a, I guess, music teacher or something like that. Uh, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, by the way, anytime you can call somebody a flim flam man. I will uh, say it every like time it. I can. Right? <laughs> He's just a bang, beat, bell ringing, big hall, great go, nick or nothing, rip, throw, and every time a bullseye salesman. I Like, I might even aspire to be a flim flam right, person. Right. I was going to say, Jazz Handia should have a department of flim flam. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It absolutely will. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I think we're going to build our world around this. Now yeah. we're just going to slowly, like yeah, this is yeah. good. All right, um, so we're going to get down to brass tacks or um, brass trombones in this case. Raspberries! And watch The Music Man. Yeah, yeah. Folks, listen. May I have your attention, please? Attention, please. I can handle your trouble, friend. Now you know I can. Oh, yes, I can. Please observe me if you will. I'm Professor Harold Hill, and I'm speaking of a big fat picture, The Music Man. I say Broadway's biggest long-run hit is coming right here to your screen. Yes, Professor Harold Hill's on hand. Now for a peek at the music man. Not a big peek, just a little peek at the wonders that await you in Technicolor. Are you out there? And you, and you. So, yeah, like, back. <laughs> I feel like just way too many cornets. Like, let's talk about yeah. the numbers 110 involved. cornets is about 105, well, 100 too many. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny has opinions about this. I'm just saying, like, marching bands, oh, I guess they... I mean, it's supposed like, to be a huge band, but, like, that's still ridiculous. Like, yeah. at some point, you're just, like, like, it's just gilding the lily there. Yeah, I'm... It looks good. I mean, it, it does. Oh, they're marching. The presenta- I mean, well, the marching was bad. Like, 
the outfit, all of the outfits <laughs> moving mostly in unison. Like you look, you know, from a distance, it looked good. I don't know. I mean, the best part is them just like switching into the uniforms. Like I was, that's my favorite part of the movie. I think. Like I was all in on that. And then it like cuts to uh, a little twirl, and then all of a sudden it's just the mayor's daughter, and she's like got the <laughs> baton yeah. and everything. I was just like. Yeah, I love it. Reminded it. me very much of like Power Rangers where they're just like, yeah. it's morphing time. And all of a sudden they're in their <laughs> battle suits. So, the Music Man, guys. Yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah. There was, yeah, and there was, like I said at the beginning, there was a lot more of it that I recognized. Full of classic during, tunes. Yeah. Full of classic tunes. For sure, yeah. Especially, like, of course there was 76 trombones, and the other one I, that like I immediately, as soon as she started singing, was the... Uh, one on the bridge. Oh, till there was you. Until there was you. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, like the first line, I was like, I know this song. <laughs> there was love all around, yeah. but I never heard it singing. Uh, fun bit of trivia about that: it was covered by the Beatles, and Meredith Wilson, who wrote the music, made more money off of the Beatles cover <laughs> than he did from the stage play and the movie combined. Really? Wow. So, folks just have the Beatles cover. I mean, it's the Beatles, so that makes sense. But Jesus. Weirdly, I've never heard that cover. I haven't either. Like, I kind of need to seek it out. Okay, so when I edit this, I'm going to see if I can find it. Right. I'll put it in the show notes, like maybe a a YouTube link to, like, hey, here's the Beatles singing until there was you. Right. Um, Yeah, but so many classic songs in there. Fascinating. So. Uh, so much Robert Preston dancing around really so weirdly. Much, like that Robert <laughs> Preston is, though, like, Yeah. Robert Preston's why you watch the movie. That's why it's just he's like He's really good. Yeah. <laughs> like it it made his name. It kind of limited him as well. It's very much sort of a Yule Brenner type role yeah. of like Yule Brenner and the King and I. Robert Preston as Harold Hill. Like yeah. to the point that he defined the role so emphatically that you can't do the role unless you do it. You're like, basically doing an impression of him. Yeah. Like, it's not Harold Hill. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing yeah. Robert Preston. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I can totally see that. So he, I guess, did he, he was from Broadway as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a matter of fact, famously, uh, when they decided to make the movie version, they wanted, um, they were willing, they took a lot of the original Broadway cast over, like um, uh, Widow Peru, uh, the mayor, um, the the quartet, like all of a lot of those people were actually from the Broadway show, and they just brought them over. Because where the hell else were they going to grab them? Um, uh, including, yeah. <laughs> interestingly, the director of the movie was the Broadway stage director. Huh. And hmm. once I read that, I watching it now, I'm like, yeah, that's a stage director trying to direct a movie, <laughs> doing his darndest and not doing a bad job, but like. Mm, that's a stage director who just really wants to put the stage play on on screen. So um, interesting. When they went to make the movie version, though, of course the studio is like, well, you know, clearly we need a big name in the leading role, though. Duh. And they approached lots of people. Sinatra was one, and they they approached Cary Grant, who now let's pause for a second. <laughs> Cary Grant as Harold Hill would have probably been amazing. I can see that working. Yeah. Yeah, because he's so he was so great at. But comedy. also now now that I've seen like I don't know that. Yeah, but how could you ever not right. see Robert Preston, Cary Grant? Cary Grant, st- who for the record is neither Gene Kelly nor Grace Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Oh, it's okay. There's just Legos happening over there. So, um, Cary Grant told the studio, not like, no, you don't want me. You want Robert Preston. In fact, if you don't get Robert Preston, I'm not even going to go watch your movie. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's how strongly Cary Grant was like, seriously, Robert Preston is Harold Hill. Just put him in the damn movie. Right. And uh, I mean, I, I it's it. really hard to imagine anybody else yeah. playing that role. Like he's. It would be amazing to see. It's other very distinct. Takes on it, but <laughs> yeah, at this point, it would just be them doing at the, Robert Preston. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't do that, then what? I'm sorry, that's not Harold Hill. That's just yeah. not what the role is supposed to. Right. Do. Um. So I. Oh, we should give a brief synopsis. A. Flimflam. <laughs> no uh, way. Flimflam chosen words. Yeah. I beg your pardon. A two-bit thimble rigger. <laughs> I was, well, I was gonna say like it took them less than five minutes to use the word flimflam, and then immediately like it was like within the first minute and a half. Yeah, and then uh, immediately followed it up with the thimble rigger line, which we were all just like, "Oh, that's clearly better." <laughs> I, mean, I want to start calling people a two-bit, a two-bit thimble, thimble rigger. rigger. Yeah. I don't even the, know what that means, but it's amazing. <laughs> I feel like they just made shit up. I like think there so were a number of times throughout the film where they they were saying words that <laughs> especially really when the mayor makes, talks. Well, yeah, because yeah. the mayor is mangling yeah, language yeah. left and right, so what comes out is hilarious. But, but there's also enough of was that originally a phrase that we <laughs> yeah. just don't know? It clearly, anymore? it doesn't it doesn't hold up because they were using a lot of them. I feel like more than once. And it's like, well, like and he's like, "Till who laid the rails?" And I'm like. <laughs> I don't know not if a that poop out But of then you. he follows that up with not a poop out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a solid, solid, funny line. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny show. It is very funny. So the flim flam, so it starts on a train, which is a great scene, it's especially a great on opening stage. Scene. Um, very famous. Um, God, I can never remember what the name of the piece is called, but it's a spoken, syncopated, rhythmic piece um, that all the traveling salesmen do together. Um, and it's fun to see on stage because it's their bouncing and rocking that make it look like they're on a train. Mm-hmm. And they're on this train, they're all talking about being traveling salesmen, and then they start talking about, did you hear about this guy called Hill? He's a fake, and he doesn't know the territory. Ever meet a fella by the name of Hill? 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 No! He's a fake, and he doesn't know the territory! He's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. He's a what? He's a music man. Um... And then Harold Hill, of course, is right there in the car with him, and he's like... Flim-flamming him. And they're like, well, he'd never make it in Iowa. And he's like, thanks, think I'll give it a try. (laughs) He hops off in River City, Iowa, which is uh, the analog for Mason City, uh, which is where Meredith Wilson grew up. We'll get to him in a bit. And he sells... He doesn't just sell, like, instruments. He sells the concept of a band. the ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Like... So not only does he sell people these instruments, he sells them the the marching band uniform as well. He sticks around for a whole month and get rakes in all the dough. But the stuff so, still shows up. So is he? He must be getting paid by the by the companies. I, don't, I mean, he's definitely. I mean, he's definitely still making it happen. He's I mean, still ordering the instruments. Yeah, and the he's got to be getting a commission. That. Like so when getting, you stop. Well, he does think say about something it. about a commission and like. Near the end. Like, that's the only way it works, because otherwise, if he's ordering instruments, taking their money, but not paying for the instruments, at some point, instrument companies are going to be like, fuck you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No more instruments for you, buddy. 
But anyway, leaving this aside... This is the hundredth time you've done this. Yeah. You, no more. Well, this time you're doing it in Iowa, so maybe you're somebody different. Right. Because um, you find out that Harold Hill isn't his name. Because he, right. he immediately, when he arrives in town, runs into his old friend... Buddy great Hackett. name. His, <laughs> his friend Marcellus Washburn. Right? That's a great name. Played by Buddy Hackett. Played yeah. wonderfully by Buddy Hackett. Very wonderful. He's really good. Um, and he's an old con artist who somehow ended up in Iowa, and he's he's... <laughs> And weirdly, like he's living in this town, he's like, sure, I'll, yeah. he's like, I'll help you con him. Sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's only my hometown now, but, eh, but no whatever, big deal. Whatever, you're a buddy. And uh, so he's got to keep ahead of the mayor who wants his credentials, get on the good side of the town music teacher, who's also the librarian, who is our lead female, Marion, and um, get the whole town like interested in a band, which of course he pulls a ca- classic con of, I'm going to present something as a problem and therefore now you need the solution that you didn't know you needed you need a marching band and what is the problem boys the pool table the pool table <laughs> the devil's tool <laughs> the devil it gives you trouble it starts it, with a t and rhymes with p This stands, stands for pool. For pool. pool. <laughs> Which, um, then there's it's a whole... convincing. It's like full, proof, full that was proof a argument. Group. I love that number. It that was number really is good. so it's good because so it's just the pattern of it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I can say that about every number, though. But like, I can't honestly. even imagine trying to learn that number, right? Because well, it's like just nonstop. A lot of the music, like, it's, it's so quick and very wordy in a good way, but, like, there's just so much. And like mm. you were saying, I mean, especially throwing in, like, an, an actual, like, very talented barbershop quartet. Like, this would just be incredibly well, and, difficult to learn. Especially the songs in, I guess, what would be like the first act. Yeah. Uh, because those are the ones that are like, have so much wordplay in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the one, like the one on the train. Then you have the, the next one is the Iowa, Iowa Stubborn. Yeah. Like it is. Uh-huh. Iowa or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also just full of like wordplay and silliness. Then you have that, like just back to back. It's all just like, what are they saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, how did you even learn these? But, yeah. but, and they're 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 both like melodic, but different enough that you're just like, what? Yeah, and, yeah. But then he, you know, Meredith Wilson pulls out like "My White Knight," or which isn't in the movie. Pardon me, it's "Being in Love" in the movie. Um, but "Good Night, My Someone" or yeah, "Totally yeah, yeah. With You," and you're just like, oh, these are fucking tuneful songs, right? Um, so anyway, uh, the classic song about the there's a new pool table in town. You know you've got a pool table. Back up. you got a problem. This is a problem. <laughs> there's a whole discussion in the room of like, because he's like, what's everybody rubbernecking about? Oh, the new pool table. What, they never seen one? No, they've only ever seen billiards. And then the discussion in the room was like, is there, wait. What is, isn't that the same thing? No. A pool, a billiard table yeah. does not have pockets. That would make sense because yeah. there was a line about six pockets being... Pool tables are pocket billiards tables. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Because a billiard table is all about how many times you can hit the rails yeah, and where it, and what you do. Gotcha. You're, trying to, you're supposed to like hit all of the balls in succession or something. It's I like, do. Is know. how you get. Uh, but at any rate, it's there different. Is, there's a difference between pool and billiards. Now we know. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. This is an educational podcast. <laughs> sure. Uh, so we thought you were going to be educated about musicals. Instead, <laughs> we're going to teach you about some billiards tables. So um, a game which we are all clearly <laughs> experts at. So basically, the entire first act is just watching him pull con after con on yep. different groups of people, 
and all weirdly for their betterment. Yeah. Like, people end up doing things that they enjoy a whole lot more than being, like, annoyed yeah. at him. So the the four gentlemen who are annoyed at him become a barbershop quartet, and the ladies who are so busy being um, gossips and picking at each picking at everybody, like they be, they become a ladies' auxiliary. They, they were hens, if you didn't notice <laughs> the subtle <laughs> subtle imagery. I love that. Like, it was, like it wasn't obvious enough. It's just like uh, and and. Here are some chickens. Here are some chickens, just in case. <laughs> but I love the, the shot of the hats with yeah. the feathers. I'm like, yes, that was thank That you. was a really good shot. That's, by the way, in listeners, is a song, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, <laughs> which goes on far too long. Right. For um, a while, yeah. Yeah, but that's where you find out that they all think that Marion is a hussy. <laughs> Gossiping women. Slutty librarians. Um, and so Marion is doing her best to, because Howard's coming on strong. Pardon me, Harold. Harold's coming on strong. She's just like, I ain't got no time for you. But my little brother, played by Ron Ron Howard. Ronnie, Ronnie Howard. Howard. <laughs> little Ronnie Howard. So adorable with his red hair. And his lisp. Uh, and his lisp. That, <laughs> that, he, was, that was some lisp. <laughs> that, that is the It kind role. of came and went. <laughs> <laughs> That's the role. Winthrop the lisper. Um who is very sad because the, the father died two years ago and he doesn't talk because of his lisp. But then suddenly, now that Harold's in town, he's got a friend and now he's happy. And so this turns Marion around. Literally, the minute Winthrop starts talking, <laughs> Marion's heart get, does a little E.T. glowy thing. Yeah. And she's like, I guess I love you. Um, since you were stalking me for the entire first act anyway. And then the whole second act is more of the like her just kind of giving in to being in love and then eventually Them kind of, yeah, dancing more like and more dancing around yeah. each other and so it's more about the love story and then and then one of the traveling salesmen shows up to be like I am sick of this guy ruining towns for me I've got the proof and I'm going to show it to salesman. the mayor yeah. and eventually literally a mob with torches <laughs> comes after him thanks to the ice cream sociable <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. Here's your torch. And well, I mean, after they sing Shapoopy. Right. <laughs> Very important that that happened first. Shapoopy, Shapoopy, Shapoopy. Shapoopy, Shapoopy, Shapoopy. But you can't win her yet. So, um, Marion confesses her love to Harold at the same time, being like, I know you're a traveling salesman. I know you're full of shit. <laughs> I know you're full of shit. I love I've you. I've known anyway. for like. I, yeah. A Since few days after day. you came like, after. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Weeks. She well, says, no, 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 I've no, known I meant since the third since she came in yeah. since you came into town. Like, yeah. The third day. Yeah, the third yeah. day after you came to town, I knew you were a liar. But but you didn't say anything? No. I look at the good you've done for this town. I love how casually she's like, Well, I was going to I was saving this to ruin you. <laughs> yeah. Um instead. But you can have it instead. But with all my heart. Um but I really kind of admire that part of the character that she's like, Yeah, I know what you are. I don't care. Yeah. And, it, and I, I know you're not going to make me any promises, and so don't even pretend like you need to. It's fine. Um, but it's her accepting him for who he is that suddenly he's like, wait, oh, shit, I think I, think I done fell in love. And so right. he doesn't run away when the mob comes after him. And then they're like, wait, you sold us these uniforms. You sold us these instruments. Where's the band? So then all of a sudden, here come the kids because the uniforms arrived. And they're like, they look like a band. And everybody's like, well, fine, play. Because <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> yeah. he's oh, been no. teaching them the think system. All you have to do is 
think about the music and you'll be able to play it. Think the notes and you will play them correctly. Because that's how that works. It's how it happens with singing. It's fair and whistling. Uh. My favorite thing that happened while watching this is right before the kids play, Jenny announces, I hope they're awful. I hope they're awful and it's adorable and they still kind of love them for being awful. And I'm just sitting there like, have you seen this movie? Because that's exactly what is about to happen. Well, first, she just started with, I hope they're awful. And it sounded really mean. And we all turned and looked at her and she's like, but like in an adorable way. (laughs) It was the best because I'm like, holy shit, you get this movie, Jenny. You don't even know what's going to happen, but you know what's going to happen. Because that's what happens. And it was awful in, in a very charming way. Yeah. For never having played their instruments, presumably. like They played a they lot more right notes than actually, they ought Yeah, not that bad. They, I mean, I've... They sound better than some middle school bands I've heard. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, let's talk some about middle school it. bands oh. I've been in. Oh god. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you so there's the plot rundown. You yeah. guys talk for a little bit. What what stood out? What did you like? What did you not like? You I mean, this is another like. one that I was just on board with from the beginning. Like I love the opening number on the train. I thought that was fun. And then um like, it's just that quick succession of numbers that we talked about. Like, uh, it throws you into the world really quickly. It kind of lets you know that it's a little, that, like, it knows what it's doing is a little silly. Um, like, the first, I really, really, really like the Iowa Stubborn number. Because, um, basically, uh, he comes into town. Um, Remember, kind of on a dare, they're like, well, yeah, but he's, this is Iowa. He'd be a fool to try Iowa. And he's right. like... I think I will. Really? And he hops off the train. He comes in and everybody's a dick to him from like, like every, every time he tries to ask somebody something, all they give him is a smart ass answer. To be fair, he, he keeps engaging people with very slick come on lines and they like, they're very clearly like, and just like, they're just having none of it. Like, Hey, do you know where there's a good hotel? Yeah. Chicago. Good morning, neighbors. I'm a stranger in your town. What do you folks do around here for excitement? Mind our business? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, snap. And that's a response he gets from, like, everybody. But, I mean, like, his first, like, you know, someone, like, someone says to him, I didn't catch your name, and he says, oh, I didn't drop it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is a great line. I mean, yeah, it is a great it was, line. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much the same. I It seemed, at first I was a little unsure, just, like, tonally it seemed kind of, all over the place, but I agree that like it clearly knows what it wants to do, and it, for it took a little while f- for it to get there for me, but it did, and I. I'm always surprised that the trouble is so soon in the show because it's such a big number. It's such a um, a diva moment. It's such yeah. a power song that it's like nope. That's pretty much like in the. The end of the first act is just, by the way, we're going to do this major number that's going to introduce everything. And that's the moment, like, if you weren't, if you hadn't figured out the show, if you hadn't figured out what was going on, like, oh. Which which number? Trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With a capital T. (laughs) Trouble with P. (laughs) Our children's children going to have trouble, 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 trouble. And I like, and I love watching his face as he's like, Reading, trying to read them and be like, um, and soon he'll be saying words like, uh, and he's like, okay, there we go. 
I just like I was kind of I was like okay this number is cool and all but then when he like comes down off of like because he's standing on like this base to a statue mm-hmm. and he comes down and he's basically getting every like everybody with their arms up and everything <laughs> and he's like it feels like a like like a southern revival kind of thing exactly. and it's so like when that moment happens I was just like oh this is this is fucking great I love that I love everything <laughs> that's happening right now <laughs> yeah I uh I still can't get over just little Ronnie Howard. And <laughs> this is, about so I looked character. it up while we were watching it. This was two years after he started on Andy Griffith. Okay. So he's already been playing Opie for a couple of years. His acting is not good. Not, not good. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, and he's not a natural born dancer. He's, oh, singer. he's very stiff. Yeah. Or it, it wasn't singing. Wasn't no. singing though. No, it wasn't. It was more like yelling with a pitch. Near the hey, note. All, <laughs> like, hey, yeah. note, come All singing you. is is sustained talking, okay? <laughs> that is what we have learned from this movie. Really I love, I love how quick, I mean, like, obviously I know that in real life they are a very great barbershop quartet, but, like, for them to be in the show, like, just like, you know, just hold that note. And then all of a sudden they're just, like, perfect Yeah, <laughs> for the rest of the film. Like, like, once he gets the bass, which is so true, once he gets the bass going, he's like, next guy. And he's like, well, clearly the note's this. Yeah. Right. And then, like, and you, obviously it. it's here. <laughs> it's just like, of course. And then they're, they're immediately like, let's sing in harmony. Ah, <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, I think the part that God... <laughs> That got us the most was definitely uh, Ron Howard falling out of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that for the rest so of the film. So weird. Like, he just plummets from the tree. And it looks, I mean, they clearly were standing up above the set and threw a dummy down. <laughs> um, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> Movie magic. No. Well, like, it was meant to be, like, he. it was, I, clearly it was meant to be him, like, slipping and falling. But the way it starts, it's him just, like, diving. Like... <laughs> There's like no accidental like, and nobody. And the best part is it. So it's uh, it's um, Her- Mary. It's Harold and Marion's mother. I, keep, I can only think of Hill because I call him Professor Hill throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then it's uh, Marion the librarian. It's her mother talking talking to Harold, and uh, the this child just falls down hard hard a from a tree. And then <laughs> nobody even over. goes, are you okay? Yeah, they just keep talking. <laughs> well, because this was this was way back, like, let's talk, like, in the 70s, unattended children, latchkey children, like, there's the TV, there's the jar of peanut butter, mom will be home, or home later. That was normal. So now this is way earlier, this is 50 years earlier than that, like, at that point, oh, you're five, I expect you to be earning a living. <laughs> right. Um, and, like, shake it off. Like, oh, I'm sorry, did you get hit by a train? Shake it off and keep going, kid. Like, clearly that's the style of parenting yeah. that's happening here. Right. It's just, it's, it's a wild moment in the movie. <laughs> it's, it's jarring. It's just so unexpected, yeah. Like, nothing else like it. Well, we it. need him to enter. How can we do this in a fun way? <laughs> throw this dummy down. I feel like that's probably not how he entered in the play. Raspberry. Probably not. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> preschooler they just throw out of a off of like a rafter somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other kid just pops up from behind like boy, we go through more preschoolers yeah. this way. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? There are there are some very uh 
by today's standards, problematic (laughs) elements to this movie. Uh, Um, Whatever could you be talking about? The worst. Like, (laughs) I mean, leaving aside the gender roles, which are historical and, you know, what are you going to do? Um... But uh, the the I would say it's really just the one. Am I missing anything besides? The, so there's the one. There's the song they do. The Hiawatha. Oh yeah, I was oh, even I thinking about that, that one. Yeah, okay, because that's where Vinny and that's I were still, at. Where yeah, like, that was the one. That oh, we I guess did. mine was more along the lines of the gender stuff. There, because they have the song that that. Um, the sadder but wiser sings, girl. Yes, that one is. <laughs> Woo! And then Shapoopy is also very yeah. super slut shamey. Right? <laughs> is a little questionable. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. It is slut shamey. Yeah, because it's just like any girl that kissed you on the first date. Or I don't even remember how it goes. The girl but. who's hard to get. Now, a woman who kissed on the very first date is usually a hussy, and a woman who kissed on the second time out is anything but fussy. Shapoopy, Shapoopy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you can't win her yet. Like it's, and what's weird is that I always want to go immediately into part of um, the cowboy and the farmhand should be friend from Oklahoma from that because in my brain (laughs) just melodically shapoopy 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 because you can't win her yet. Oh, to the farmer's daughter, to the cowboy's daughter. Territory folks should stick together. Territory folks should all be pals. Cowboys dance with the farmer's daughters. Farmers dance with the ranchers. Like I feel like there's a supercut of classic <laughs> musicals there in there yeah. somehow. But yes, there's also when they're doing the um, like the first. It's the first. It's one of the first times they're in the like the town hall, town hall kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, they're going to do a dance with a spectacle, the, a spectacle, it and the mayor's wife is going to have the lead role of it, and they do a. Not quite so racially sensitive uh, Native American. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you need to dance. And then, like, she's going to count in Indian. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? <laughs> right? Um, the trivia on that is that actually the counting she's using is an old uh, English countryside sheep counting rhyme. Uh, in it. I don't know something. if that makes it better or worse. Yeah, like, it's. But it's just like, hi, we're. I I call it cultural appropriation, except I don't know what the fuck culture that was. They were approach, they were appropriating other than feathered headdresses and don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like the culture of no. <laughs> I do really. Uh, what was her Mrs. Shin? Yulele McKechnie Shin. I like her a lot. She's like really hats. good. And her, her faces. She's ninety percent faces and then just weird stern and very voices. close yes. to. Peas. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Poop. <laughs> I think you meant peep. <laughs> and then her little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she. I liked all of the kind of like older ladies in it, like their well, little circle I love the of dancers. The way he just mangles language left, yeah. right, yeah. and center is like it's funny. I wish I could remember more of them, but it was just like it was so nonsensical, it, and it's just so and quick. it comes so fast. Yeah. Um, and it also helps, of course, with this characterization as being like, of course he's going to, all this shit's going to happen right under his nose because he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Meredith Wilson, who wrote, he wrote the book of the play, the music, and the lyrics. Oh, wow. Um, 
like he and he was a, he did a lot of like cla- like classic standards like I didn't even realize were Meredith Wilson mm-hmm. and he grew up in Mason City he was a musician himself he actually played piccolo in John Philip Sousa's band what wow. um and he decided like people around him were like you should do a story about you know Iowa it would be so charming you you have so many great stories and so he wrote the musical to make uh, gentle fun of his upbringing to <laughs> to bo- like uh, it's sort of nostalgic um like nostalgic humor about like small town life and you kind of get that sense from, from the like the introduction to Iowa song at the yeah like, yeah I love the line in that about uh like you can you know you can eat your fill of whatever you bring yourself. That's <laughs> yes. so good. Where it's like you can come to the picnic and eat your fill. Yeah. Eat as of, much as you want of whatever you bring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and then there's a line thrown in there. But if you're in real trouble, of course, we'll help. And right. that is very, very upper Midwest culturally. Like, try to make a friend in Minnesota. After I've known you for 10 years, then we'll talk about if we're actually friends. <laughs> it's very slow process, and you're just, you just stand around for 10 years going, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Until finally, oh, we're friends now. Okay. Very strange. It's very strange culturally. Texas is very different. Like, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. <laughs> um, so, like I said, so Meredith, Meredith Wilson wrote this music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to... Like, he's an interesting... Like, he also wrote the music for the unsinkable Molly Brown. What? Hmm. Um, so, that's another one we should put on the list, by the way. Because that's got... Um, oh, shoot. Uh, Singing in the Rain. Um, I bet we know them. The female... Debbie Reynolds? Thank you. It's got Debbie Reynolds in it. I'm ashamed of you right now. <laughs> I am a face... Well, you had to give at least one. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a big one. <laughs> I don't just me blanking on a name. No, I know. I'm messing with you. <laughs> that look, I'm Winthrop. <laughs> um, so it took years of development for him to write The Music Man. He wrote like 40 songs and cut 22 of them as he just kept trying out different songs. Wow. And pulled in songs he'd already written for other things. Yeah. Like crazy. That's one way to do it, um, yeah. So the original cast, it was Barbara Cook in the role of Marion. Bit by bit, putting it together. I don't expect you guys to know her because that is a particular Broadway reference. But if you know your Broadway, Barbara Cook nope. was a very famous uh, soprano ingenue. She originated the role of Cunegonde in Candide, for example. And she also originated the female role in She Loves Me, which She Loves Me you do know because that's You've Got Mail. And shop around the corner. It's that story, just in a musical form. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, because it's such a charming little story that they're they just keep making it and calling it something new. Right. And, hey, they even made a musical out of it. <laughs> um, the director of this movie, like I said, directed the stage play. The only directed one other movie, Anti Mame, which he also directed the stage play of. So, so yeah, he had his niche. Yeah, and he was a very, like, famous and good Broadway director, but um, I think they realized, like, the visual style of a movie wasn't really his forte. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, but when you watch it, you're like, this is somebody who doesn't... Hmm. I just realized that that thing sitting on top of your uh, 
thing looks exactly like all of the hats. All the <laughs> uh, Mike is pointing is. at a cake holder. <laughs> Which is a really good uh, visual <laughs> gag for a podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and the choreographer for the movie is the same choreographer from the stage play because it is her choreography. Again, iconic choreography. The Marion Librarian number, if you don't do it, like that, it's really good. Yeah, like then people are just like, "I'm sorry, why? Why the fuck did you yeah. even do that number?" Why am I even here watching this? Yeah, like it. Well, it's like the Small House of Uncle Thomas. You do it. <laughs> you do it like Jerome Robbins, or you just don't do that goddamn number. That's right. what people want to see. Yeah, so, that, well, it's kind of watching that you can see like the Madam Librarian, seventy six trombones, like all of that. It's so distinctive, like especially all of the. Arm stuff in seventy six trombones mm-hmm. where they're just Mike flailing, is flailing everywhere. Flailing his arms. Uh, and then <laughs> I'm doing a lot guy. of visual things today. <laughs> uh, and then there, but there's also like so much of it's really distinctive during the Madam Librarian where they have like the dancing lines with her where mm-hmm. she's like moving. I'm trying to describe it, and I'm doing a really bad job. But well, like and it's it just, also just walking on the beat and all yeah, the yeah, thumping yeah. and and all of it's just like great like everything about it that I was like I don't know if you change any of that it would why would you like it's perfect the way it is yeah I mean unlike other ones we've watched this has some great dance numbers yes like Shapoopy's weird but it's fun dance it's also it's a big one of what we've talked about before where if you focus in on one person it's (laughs) fucking ridiculous (laughs) like the arms and 76 trombones most of the dancing in Shapoopy uh, looks really stupid when you watch a person, but like when it's wide shots of everybody, which is m- most of most a good, of a good it, chunk of it, yeah. Um, then it's, it looks it looks great. It looks so good and so cool. When I and in Shapoopy, I love Buddy Buddy Hackett's mostly just jumping. Like, yeah, he's just hopping, <laughs> and up he's and like down. the only one moving when he's doing suit. it. So it's just very awkward when it happens. But yeah, it's great. it's Buddy Hackett's big. He gets a big Speaking solo. Of, also, I mean. Isn't it like it's super? Is it super early on, or is it? I can't remember exactly. But when I mean, it's Buddy doing the probably one of the better shoulder moves we've seen. Oh God, oh, yeah, that's yeah. in the uh, the song we talked about a minute ago. The, the sadder but wiser girl. Sadder but wiser yeah. girl. Like we were all waiting for some sort <laughs> of just comes right in shoulder yeah. choreography, and he just delivers the goods. <laughs> it's great. Solidly, like <laughs> Buddy Hackett bringing the shoulder. Yes. Yeah, it's like maybe thirty minutes in that we. Yeah, got I feel like we need like, like a shoulder watch, like a little, oh, yeah. like woo. Yeah, we definitely need to get clips of all of it so we can post them. Like we right. should, yeah. So you can super compare. Cut shoulders. You can compare yeah. all the shoulder. <laughs> a super cut of shoulders would be great. Like, here's three months of shoulder action yeah. from our podcast. <laughs> Who knew? Shoulders were so important. Um, so I said, you're going to recognize Robert Preston. Did you recognize him? I mean... I couldn't tell you anything else that I know him from. The Last Starfighter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what it is. And okay. that's the movie that I'd be like, if you don't know that movie, I am questioning. Like, I was yeah. The whole time what? I was going like, I was like he I looks I, yeah, really I familiar. And, and he's basically playing the same role in that, if you think about it. He's playing that's like true. the uh, salesman, a con artist. Uh, right. Like, oh, no, come along, my boy, come along. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. His like face, I said, yeah, the, it was so familiar and I couldn't. Now, have either of you seen Victor Victoria? No. I have, yeah. Because he's... He, uh, ta- he, was it Toddy? Yeah. He's her best friend in that, and he gets the best number in the whole show at yeah, the end. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't know if it counts. There's only, like, really two 
numbers uh, in it, but I really want to show it to Mike I anyway because I, I think I Mike it would just, <laughs> just so you could see. Oh it. <laughs> yeah, and also that would be fascinating to talk about gender and sexuality roles in that movie. But anyway, putting a pin in that. Boop. Um, tune in sometime. Tune in. Tune. Tune in. Um, so Shirley Jones. Um, she is wonderful. She is. Like, most people, if you know her at all, probably Oklahoma. know her. Oklahoma. Um, Grandma's boy. <laughs> also, Carousel, which is not a, not a musical I like at all. At some point, we can watch it and I can bitch about it. Um, but she's also in Carousel. We'll, we'll, we'll all have some episodes But like she that. But she was the mother in the Partridge family. That is where a lot of people know her. That's true. I did not. Wow. I would have yeah. never put that together because I've never really watched Partridge Family. So weirdly, be, being a but child like I saw the 70s, Oklahoma a billion times. So <laughs> I knew her as the mom in the Partridge Family. So when I first saw Oklahoma, I was like, "I'm having trouble buying you because you're the mom in the Partridge Family." And you know, I was a kid. But no, she's okay. so lovely, and just. Delightful. I don't like the character of Lori in Oklahoma very much. I just don't like the character, so it's hard for me to like her in that role, but I love her as Marion. Right. Oh, she's great here. Even though even though she's conservatively maybe twenty years older than her than her brother. <laughs> no, yeah. but that's how it's always played. Do they ever explain that? No. Okay. <laughs> no, like um clearly Winthrop was a late stage accident. I mean like I thought not, I went through menopause, but apparently I was <laughs> pregnant. I mean, it, I say that, and it's happened in my family multiple times. Well, at least twice. Like, my um, my dad, I don't know what the age difference is, but he's considerably older than his youngest brother. Um, my cousin John is... Like, all of his siblings were in high school or starting college when he was... Born and like my his oldest brother that uh, and his uh, his wife they used to have like their dates that they could go on they always had to take John along as a chaperone because like if you can do it in front of your baby brother you can do it but otherwise it's not so like I guess it's not that weird but it is like very like well, that's strange well clearly <laughs> it's like, it's also it's the fact maybe that it Shirley was a shotgun wedding when that Shirley Jones and Ron Howard look nothing alike it's <laughs> also well, the weird part for me is just that that's why I was kind of confused for a minute I was like are they supposed to be siblings yeah that it's so clearly like they're siblings but then it's just like never addressed just like no, that's the thing just well at on. first I was like oh that's her son and like her husband died like she's a widow or something and that's why she lives with her mom, and like she's, and then it's like, your brother, and I was like, you're what now? <laughs> yeah, like honestly, if you don't know, it's a little like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, not to get too heavy, but this was still at a time when uh, a lot of women just lost children, like, you know, like the children didn't survive. Women, women lost a lot of children. I thought you meant just misplaced them. Like they're in the cupboard. <laughs> they keep falling out of trees and. <laughs> Seriously, or they died in child in, right. in childhood f- from falling out of trees, or maybe it was a disease. You don't know. You weren't there. Like no judgment. That's true. Yeah. And like so, maybe she had a couple more in between, and just they didn't. Make I mean, it. that's like, also a fair point. Yeah. Darwinism like stepped in that's, and said, yeah. "I'm sorry, only the strongest to survive the trees." <laughs> the well, strongest uh, was Opie. <laughs> was Opie Taylor? 
So um, Robert Preston won a Tony Award for playing Harold Hill on. Broadway. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course he, he would. He has to. <laughs> um, he also did get an Oscar nomination for Victor Victoria for Best Supporting. Oh, okay. oh I thought you were going to say for this. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, he did. <laughs> um, now, here's something interesting. I did not know this. Uh, the Music Man... Uh, so this movie was 1962. The Music Man debuted on Broadway in 1957. It won the Tony Award for Best Musical that year. Do you know what it beat? Not yet. West Side Story. Wow. wow. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Like, that is, like, I mean, it's such a perfect encapsulation of all the different times that we know how awards go, where the one that wins the award, it's, like, this is charming, and it's full of classics. Like, it's undeniably a well-crafted musical. But West Side Story was fucking groundbreaking. Right, yeah. right. And... That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> so I was like, uh, oh, was that what? Had... Was that the beginning of West Side Story's run, too, or... Well, I mean, if you're up for best best play, best musical, it's got to be... It's always be, like, your premiere. Yeah, the year that you opened. Gotcha. Okay. I have no idea how the Tonys work. <laughs> they work like the Oscars do, but just for plays. Like, you don't win an Oscar for a movie you made last year. Right, but, like, plays <laughs> run for much longer than a movie, like... They do, but part of why they run longer is they win awards. The visual gag there them. was that Wendy just bitch slapped Mike. <laughs> I just couldn't see it. It was very silent, too. Wait, wait, yeah. no, it's delayed. There you go. There it is. <laughs> um, let's see. And Shirley Jones, of course, was always super sweet, but she did get an Oscar nom. She won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress uh, for Elmer Gantry, where she played a really slutty, skanky <laughs> role, apparently. I've never seen it, but like she went way against type. Everybody went, you did a great job, and audiences went, we don't buy you. No, <laughs> no money for you unless you do what we like, and that's be sweet and wonderful. You didn't think she was real slutty as Marion the Librarian? <laughs> Dirty Librarian. <laughs> Yeah, but she wasn't a two-bit. She wasn't a two-bit thimble, ri- thimble rigger. <laughs> thimble what rigger. What are you doing to the thimble that's rigging it? How do you I, rig yeah, a I don't, thimble? I have, no idea. I have no idea what they mean by that. <laughs> I feel like they made it up. Um, okay, so let's talk about the musical numbers, right? So we love Matt. We love Trouble. We love li- Mary and the Librarian. We love Shapoopy. Shapoopy. Shapoopy is weird. I want to talk about that one for a minute. Uh, well, that's the. Well, no, uh, 76 Trombones has another big, big, huge crowd. Everybody's dancing. So that's... Real quick, I wanted to look it up to make sure. Thimble rigging is the, is the trick in which you hide a ball under one of three cups to fool... <gasps> really? Yeah. Is that what that's... Oh! Interesting. Okay. Of course he's a two-bit thimble rigger. So... There we it go. It is a real thing, and <laughs> fits perfectly. It sounds like flim-flammery to me. Yeah. <laughs> Big time flim flammery. Uh, Anyways, Shapoopy. Shapoopy. So Shapoopy's really strange because, um, and we talked about it while we were watching the movie, because Wendy had already said, like, there's the one song that, like, isn't in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was curious, like, because this song, Shapoopy, comes out of (laughs) nowhere. nowhere. And it has no impact on the rest of the narrative. It, um, nope, it has it nothing connects to, to nothing. Do with nothing. And so I was like, was this in the, the original play? And she's like, yeah. 
And it's so weird. And and then you <laughs> kind of explained it where, you know, so much of the second act is like, and this is a recurring thing in musicals, it's these slower songs. You don't have the fun numbers that we had at the beginning where we had like, you know, Trouble and, and 76 Trombones and that stuff. Um, so instead we get this. And this is so strange. There's like maybe 10 lines to this song. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's, then just, it's dance. just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> we want to dance. Like, there's your plot entrance. Like, we want to dance. Okay, let's dance. It's the ice cream. And then they're like, show us, show us some new steps. And he come, and then uh, Harold comes in and dances. And then he goes off. And then they're back to dancing in big groups again. And it's, it's such a wild, weird number. Yeah. <laughs> so the the number Mike's referring to that's not in the stage play. It's fascinating to me in the stage play there's there's the scene where her like her mother is trying to push her into like being open to love and the in the stage play that song is that marion sings in response because her mother's like nobody can live up to your standards and she sings a song called my white knight and the melody is my white knight not a lancelot nor an angel with wings and what's interesting is they Stole the melody. They just wrote different words and and changed like it tweaks it. But every time it starts, I'm like, that is the exact same melody. Being in love, da 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 da. And I'm like, it is the same melody. Holy shit! And then the middle section, straight the middle section from My White Knight, and then they just put a little bit more on the end of We're gonna go back to this. It's so and it's so weird. I'm like, why did they change that? Um, maybe because it was too much tonally like. Good night, my someone, and they wanted something a little bit more upbeat. I don't know, but it's it's odd. But it's yeah. also true, like that happens a lot with movie musicals, where like uh, Guys and Dolls, um, the song that the that Sarah and Skye sing at the end of Act One, where they both realize they're in love. Um, in the in the play, is vastly different than what's in the movie. Um, Oh, there's this great jazzy number in the play too that uh, Sky sings, but that's we'll get into that when we cover Guys and Dolls. <laughs> Should do Sorry. Guys and Dolls. I, I fucking love Guys and that Dolls play so much. Oh my god, there's so much to talk about with that one too. Why is Marlon Brando in there? <laughs> oh my god, and Jean, what are you doing in there? You can't sing. Um, uh, but and because and again, the Broadway underpinnings on that one are fascinating too. But to come back to this. <laughs> I apologize. Tune in next time. <laughs> Tune in eventually. Some, sometime. Not Tune next time. In dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah, Other. but I mean, this is what happens now that we're like this one. Like there are so many connections between so many of these classes. Right. But like, yeah, so you compare this to, you compare it to uh, The King and I. You obviously have to compare it to West Side Story, which was apparently on Broadway the exact same year. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. <laughs> And all of and all of the Tony nominators and and voters were like, you know what's good, Music Man, so much better <laughs> than West Side Story. <laughs> what? That's what it, okay. Sorry, I had to look up the song from Guys and Dolls you were talking about because I couldn't remember. But it's like that. I've never been in love before. I've yeah, never yeah, yeah. been yeah. in love before. <laughs> like it's not a great song actually. The song that's in the movie is way better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I had to play Sarah in college, I'm like, couldn't we just wait the movie? <laughs> 
Just do the better one. That one's better. Your eyes are the eyes of a woman in love. It's a lot prettier. Even when Marlon Brando sings it, which is pretty amazing. Sings. Yeah, air quotes. In quotes. Even when Marlon Brando, Ronnie Howard's it. (laughs) (laughs) He does his sustained talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so favorite number. Or any close any more thoughts from y'all? Um, oh, one other thing, and you mentioned this when we watched it, is that the movie ends differently. Right? Didn't you oh, say no, that? Oh no, the the movie ends exactly the same. It's just that, that the last little dream sequence, sequence right? that's the bows, which is actually how they use it. Oh, so they do actually use it. Okay, gotcha. I thought you said that wasn't in the play at all, and no, that they put like, it in for the movie. Like it can be a little jarring watching the play because literally, it's they start playing shitty. Everybody in the crowd is like, "Oh my god!" And the lights, <laughs> and then they come and, back up, and then it's like and the seventy-six light, and from like, Marion and Harold are usually someplace very visible, and like, see it all worked out, and then they hug or kiss or whatever, and then the lights go down, and then like super quick, like. Quick costume change, lights come up, 76 trombones, it's the curtain call. Do, 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 Interesting, do, do, okay. Do, take a bow. Okay, so yeah, that is, I mean, that is how they use it, because yeah. they do all of the uh, credits, basically. But I mean, it's even a little jarring in the movie of just like, and and we're done. And it's amazing in the movie. Like, I I thought it was great. Like like I said, when, when he comes out and he's on the steps, and, and like the drum major kid... Uh, and then it's just like, boom, you're in a different costume. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she's just sitting there and it's like, I want to, re- like, I can just see how good you would look. <gasps> you look <laughs> like that. I look like that. There's were- a whole marching band. Let's ye gods. Go. It really, ye, ye gods. gods. It really, Great honk. It really reminds me it's of too. like, I don't know, commercials for like. Mentos. <laughs> Mentos is a good one. I was thinking more like children's, like. Candy and stuff like that. The, not candy, but like, like where fruit by like, the foot and Skittles and, and stuff like that. And they're holding it and it suddenly changes. Like, oh. And then everything yeah. about them changes yeah. is like what I thought of. Because I like Saturday morning cartoons in the 90s watching those. I was just like, that's exactly what that feels like. All of a sudden, boom, this thing has changed your life and you're completely different now. Um, it's great. Which apparently I that's fucking... what marching is like. That's the biggest lie I ever told. Marching that is band. not what marching band is like. That yeah, is not, not what so it will. Much. Not what it will do for you socially. <laughs> not. It's not going to help your love life. Yeah. Well, that one time in band. It's a camp. very insular. Group. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very incestuous group. Honestly, <laughs> any any high school group like I mean, yeah. theater kids over there, and I'm just saying the green room, the dressing rooms. Don't turn on a black light. <laughs> and uh, I was gonna say that about the buses, like that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, high school. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Vinny? Any thoughts? Um, well, I just want to touch on. I know we talked about it prior, like right as the movie ended. But I think before we started <laughs> recording, um, we had a lot of issues with the seventy-six trombones march. I know we. <laughs> <laughs> what what got me and what Mike Mike mentioned it too is when the line about like the the big like boom from a bassoon. Yeah. Like, at no point in a marching band would there ever be a bassoon <laughs> at all, <laughs> much less that would be I taking mean, center stage. It's a booming it's note. Impractical because it's so <laughs> large, but also like the double reed thing. Like you never march a double reed. Um, they the reeds break. They're really, really, really fragile. Um, and also, you 
can't fucking hear them. Like, yeah. Well, not, no if they're, not if they're 110 cornets. <laughs> right. I'm exactly. sorry, if they're 110 cornets, you've lost yeah. your hearing. You hear nothing anymore. Yeah, that. exactly. Except and, tinnitus. <laughs> and especially just, in a big outdoor, yeah. a big outdoor uh, area like a football stadium or something like that, you're not going to hear shit. So, like... That's what we were saying. Like everybody that did those, and when we were in band, um, either went to Color Guard or Pit and played like marimba or some shit. Cause <laughs> they, just, they just don't march those, or yeah. they it's they figured out how to play. Sometimes they would play something else, but whatever. You just don't march those. <laughs> I like that you turn like you you don't march those. Like I like in pictures this little like lonely instrument, just like but I want to march. Yeah. <laughs> No, you don't march. Right. Those don't get march. off the field. You don't. Get the fuck out of here. You're too fragile. Mom, I want to live. Bitch ass bassoon. Yeah, basically I just wanted to, to rag on the bassoon section. Well, and also, that was two section. separate there was usually only like one or like, two bassoons. college marching bands, and they could not march for shit. Like, I think they gave Yeah, up. it was bad. They were, yeah, none of their lines were straight ever. They were they not were even bad. marching on they the beat. They weren't in their step. Feet. They weren't even like all of them, like leaving aside all of them stepping with the correct foot. They were not even all landing that foot at the <laughs> yeah. same time. They were just like walking in a vague line. But they all had a uniform on, so it looked pretty good. But, and, Honestly, you're just watching Robert Preston. Just yeah. He's doing this weird serpentine shit in front of, uh, like, because my whole thought was like, oh, he's going to be like the, 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 he's going to be leading the band. He's going to be like the drum major type. Nope. No. Nope. nope. Just, They've got somebody else doing it. They've got one of the kids doing that. He's just running around. Well, doing he's the, he's the band director. I mean, he is, is but he's not like as. <laughs> but he sort of leads with his torso. <laughs> it's right? really he's weird. Like, he's sort of like doing a snake. Yeah. He's like, Ooh. He's doing his own thing. He's yeah. at about like thirty degrees for most of that. Like. Right. Um, one thing I did call out because uh, his his physicality throughout the entire performance is kind of he's it's it's hunched, but it's, it's because slithery. like yeah, it's very he's, slithery, but it's because he's ingratiating himself physically. He's just. He is giving all his focus to the person he's talking to, so he's sort of hunched over and leaning into them. And the moment when he gets called on his bullshit, and it becomes every, the whole town now knows, and he's talking to Winthrop, and Winthrop is like, that's "Are you a liar?" A and he's like, "Yes." Scene. Yeah, that's a like, very strange scene. Right, I am a liar, and he's like, "Well, let me go." Nope, you he's said like you wanted the truth. Onto him. <laughs> Shaking him, you Shaking wanted the tears truth. out of him. And then when he, he's like, and like. And it's that moment where he tells the truth to Winthrop, and he sort of faces who he is, and he stands up straight for the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a beautiful choice that I don't... The thing is, I don't even... Sometimes I wonder, like, was he even conscious that he was making that right. choice? Because really good actors... Or was it just reaction to what's happening? And yeah. Like instinct, like, basically. But, it, but it's, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. And like I mentioned before, just to go a little bit further into... So you have this character of Marion who has kept the entire town at arm's length because the entire town has been apparently judging her. They've been horrible to her, it seems <laughs> yeah. like. Because they all assume she was sleeping with the, the local town rich dude because he left... Basically, he left the library to her. Like, he left the library building to the city, but he left all the books to her. Right. And eventually you find out from her, well, yeah, like, this man was my father's best friend. Right. So he was a family friend, and... Uncle Maddie or whatever. Uncle Maddie, and he left me... Basically, he was leaving me a job (laughs) so that we would be provided for. Yeah. Once my father died. Um, 
you know, I'm not married, mom's a widow, and we got this young kid, like, of course it makes sense. So she's clearly a woman who, as her life has gone on, she is just, she can't allow herself to be seen, like, in any way vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So she's built up all these walls. So for somebody, a character like that, to, like, especially at that time, embrace, like, the social, like, she's already been considered a social pariah for sleeping sleeping around, and then Harold comes to town, and she's like, you know what, I am willing to take the hit for messing around with you because I am now in love with you, and I also know it's not going to go anywhere. And I find her character strong in really interesting ways. Like, there's a strength of character there that is really charming to me. Like, a lot of the classic musicals, like, I love Sarah Brown in Guys and Dolls. Mm-hmm. Because for the same reason, she doesn't seem like she is a feminist, but she is. If you just pay attention to what she's doing and the choices she's making, like, yeah, she ends up with a guy, which seems very traditional, but how did you end up with that guy? You ended up with that guy by bucking everything everybody told you to do. I just want to talk about guys. <laughs> um, and, but, but it's the same here, is yeah. you ended up with a man that, Everybody would have told you, no, that's a, that is going to ruin you. And she says, screw you, I'm going to do it anyway. And she ends up, you know, getting what she wants and winning. So, like, it's just unfortunate, of course, at this time that winning had to equate with getting the man. But, you know, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> Those are my thoughts on that. You're welcome. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, with Sarah Brown, you also have, like, Adelaide as the foil, too. That's yeah. like... There's a lot to talk about there. We'll get to when we watch that. So I, feel, I feel like we're doing Guys and Dolls next is what it sounds like. <laughs> because, well, it's just... It also so, has one of my favorite lines from any musical. We, which, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is you can't talk about musicals sometimes without comparing them to other musicals, right. which is part of why we're doing this to give ourselves a bigger vocabulary. So that when I say, oh, they're pulling... Like Thimble Rigger. Like, like rigger. Or yes, when I that's, say that's it's, a, it's a Yule Brenner type role, you're yeah. going to be like, oh, I get it. Like right. a Harold Hill, yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Like, it's a defining role that also then defines you. Right. Yeah. So, favorite, did we do favorite numbers? We didn't yet. We started oh, yeah. and then we got onto something else. <laughs> I distracted. Go ahead. I, uh, honestly, I think the, uh, I just like the way that it, like, now, like, having sat with it for a little bit, like, the train number at the beginning, like, I really like the... It seemed odd and like, how it shifts from that into, like, Welcome to Iowa and then into the trouble. But, like, just the fact that they did all of the, like, the syncopation just with the lyrics. It's a it, really cool number. I just really like the... Well, and the percussive yeah. words that he picks... To I mean, mimic and, and the for, sound of a train. It's pretty yes, much just a bunch of dudes sir. kind of shouting at each other yeah. for yes, <laughs> a couple minutes. Sir, which is the yeah. brakes slowing them yeah. down. Like, like in the down. same sense, like the, the you know the the hens part. I mean, I don't. That was not my favorite, but I like the percussive, <laughs> like the way that they did it. You know, like I. But uh, yeah, I think I mean the train number or probably trouble. Like those are, those are the two that stood out for me the most. I mean, it's got to be seventy six trombones. Like that's <laughs> just. That number is like the, it's the real big number from, I mean, you have Shapoopy later, but like, and, uh. Nobody remembers Shapoopy. But like, <laughs> I mean, why would you when you have 76 trombones? Like, it's so, 
Uh, there, there's a reason that's the song everybody knows from this from this musical. Um, and again, the choreography is great, like with everybody miming and then using their arm, like really, it's very arm heavy. <laughs> Uh, but everybody's arms are at weird askew angles, and like it just it looks cool, um, and yeah, I really like, I thought that one was great. I do like I mean it's hard because all of the numbers are really good, um, especially the first act numbers um, are all great. But like I think for me it's got to be seventy six trombones just because it's, I it's such an iconic. I love Mary and the Librarian. Yeah, I that love. I mean, it's great too. <laughs> like Robert Preston could seduce the shit out of me. He is so charming and slithery, but in a good way. And then all the he just, he moves so smoothly. He like does. it's yeah. really weird. Like he moves like gravity doesn't affect him yeah. as much as the rest of us. He because like not in that number, but there's the one scene where the uh, the barbershop quartet is looking for him. Uh, and he there twirls around the pole. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that white suit. Uh-huh. He has some great suits in this. Oh, by the he way. does. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the quartet's there at uh, I think they're at Marion's house. Yeah, because he's going yeah. to see Marion, and they walk by, and he just like slides around the pole, and it's this really weird like motion that doesn't seem like it should be physically possible. But he does <laughs> it. Like he's. Literally light in the loafers, like yeah. he just he trip he sort of dances and trips everywhere. And why walk when I can go hit it, did it, dip and down the street? <laughs> and Mary and the Librarian is great because of the way it builds. Because first it's just walking on the beat by, and then the books being laid down in rhythm and the stamping <laughs> in rhythm, and then it just builds. And then once he sits down, and they're moving their books around and they're reading and then putting them down, and then and then it's huge and it's just. And then it comes all the way back down. And also, he I just runs kept staring off. at that one guy that had red spats. Like everybody, right, it was a little distracting. <laughs> it really was. I agree with you yeah. on that. All right. Um, yeah, that's the that's the music man. man. That's the music man. I can't wait to hear what Mike says about it two weeks from now, which is when we're going to see each other. You guys don't have to wait two weeks, but it's going to be two weeks till we see each other again. <sighs> I still love this one. Like, it's really good. Yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. I was in the chorus of it once. I got to sing uh, uh, the grapefruit from Tampa line in Wells Fargo Wagon. I forgot about the Wells Fargo Same, Wagon. Yeah. One. That one, that one's weird. It's a weird one. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he busts out of the back of the truck. <laughs> once I got a grapefruit from Tampa. That was me. That was my line. And what I really did you sing it just like that? I did. Nice. That's what the director wanted. But then I was. Still, you know, young and had an amazing register, and I got to sing the highest notes way up there at the end when everybody's just, oh, like I was up on some high C, just like, they're like, all we need is one, it'll be you, one's enough, and I'm like, one is enough at this register. Dogs are saying, one's enough. No more. Um, So, but we were talking about, like, doing this show, like, community theater, it, it's a classic. Everybody wants to do it, but you do not pick this show unless you know you've got somebody who can play Harold Hill and you've got an idea of how you're going to handle the quartet. Yeah. Right. Everything Which always else has four can... people in it, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're awful. <laughs> I know, Jenny had some good ones this time. <laughs> uh, I, I want to start recording us as we're watching. I, I kind of want that to happen. I don't know. Like, just leave it on and then, like, pick out some of the best quotes. Might not yeah. be a bad idea. Yeah, except that that's 
two hours of listening. Yeah, right. But you never know when gold's going to strike. <laughs> you know what you're looking for. <laughs> right? There was that moment when Jenny said this. Where was that? Well, it was around about this time. <laughs> uh, so great. So, listeners, thank you for joining us for The Music Man. I hope that you have gone and watched it as well, because if you've never seen it, it is well worth your time. Definitely. It is. I, I mentioned this, too, while we were watching it. Uh, it's... It is like two and a half hours long, um, which again, classical music or classic musical, that makes sense. But like, it goes by so fast. Like that, w- I looked up and like, there's a, on on Wendy's like uh, DVD player. There's a you know little LED that says how long it's been. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, it's been two hours. <laughs> wow, that went by yeah. fast. Yeah. Robert Preston was just so mesmerizing. <laughs> Oh, I seriously need you to see Victor Victoria now. I can't. God, you need to see it. It's so good. Um, anyway, well, not the whole thing is good, but the two dance numbers in it are magnificent. The rest of it's interesting. Worth to, a watch if you've never seen it. Yeah. For sure. Oh, oh no, there's three, because there's the number that Leslie Ann Warren does. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. If it's three, it's definitely a musical, okay. guys. We'll include it. <laughs> All right, so I've been Wendy, joined as always by... Mike. And Vinny. And we will talk to you soon. A Real Education the Musical can be found on iTunes, Blueberry, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook at Real Education Musical, on Twitter at Real Edu Musical, that's R-E-E-L-E-D-U, or check out our website at realeducationmusical.com. New episodes on every Tuesday morning. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Are we? Are we? Maybe. Are you? 70, 76 trombones. <laughs> and far too many cornets. It's <laughs> just a fuck ton of cornets. And just some asshole out front <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Forever? <laughs> He's a what? He's a what? Guys, you missed your cue. What do you talk? What do you talk? He's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. Oh. <laughs> He's a fake and he doesn't know the You know, you've got to let me hear it at least Let's more it. than once before I'm going to pick up on cues. They said it five times in the song. <laughs> Let's try it. He's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. <laughs>